0: And I'm Courtney, and we are the ladies behind Court and Kelly on Instagram and the founders of the lifestyle blog, Himosas in Manhattan.
1: And we are back with another episode of So Random with Court and Kelly. Hi, Court. Hi, how are you? I look like a tomato. I am as burnt as that tomato.
0: yeah you have some sunburn I kind of thought I was a little sunburn but now I'm like maybe I'm not
1: (laughs) mine is almost purple basically
0: yeah yeah so you need to get some aloe on that stat
1: yeah so I'll have a nice base burn for the rest of my burning all summer because I don't tan oh yes exactly perfect you're (laughs) (laughs) all. how are you what's going on
0: I am good so I am quickly. I have a very busy day today, just organizing, getting stuff done um, around the apartment, emails, laundry, all that good stuff. And then I'm leaving to go to Iceland. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) I know. So I'm going to Iceland tonight. Um, Well, my flight leaves at nine, the way that the Iceland flights are, you like have to take a red eye. Um, The last time I went, it was the same way. So I left at like nine and then I leave at, or I land at 7 a.m. their time. And I've never done this where I've like paid to upgrade my seat. Like generally I'm just like, it is what it is. Like I'll just sit, you know, whatever. I'll sit wherever because our friend Lex, she always pays to upgrade her seat. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so silly. Like I would never do that. It's such a waste of money, but no, I got on oh. and I was a middle seat in the back of the plane. And I was like, there's no way I can do this. And I'm not flying with like anybody that I know, like my family, I'm going with my family, but they're all on different flights. And so I paid $130 <gasps> to get moved to the exit row. Nobody's in the exit row. Look all the way across. All six seats are empty. And I'm right next to the window so that
1: I can sleep. Girl, you are so crazy.
0: Yeah. So I'm really excited. We have a super fun schedule packed and all you need is your vaccine card. So if you're curious, I'll probably do a whole Q and A on Instagram, but.
1: Oh my God. I'm so jelly.
0: I know. Well, you were
1: invited. I know. I don't really know what happened. (laughs) We took a Miami trip instead. I went to go see Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight in a boxing ring instead with a bunch of TikTokers.
0: So do you think that that was real? Like everybody's saying that they think it's fake.
1: What do you mean? Which part of it?
0: Like the whole thing, like the whole shebang was like fake and that like he let him win. Like he let Logan Paul win just be, for ratings. So that will <gasps> do another fight.
1: Well, I think um, okay, so it was kind of shocking how good Logan Paul was. And we even watched fights. But okay, so if you guys don't know, Logan Paul obviously is like a very controversial vlogger, huge on YouTube. Him and his brother, what's his brother's name? Jake Paul. Yeah. Um they are they're pretty controversial. I would say they're like famous for being infamous that they p- basically get canceled like every six months and somehow have like nine lives. Anyway, I wanted to go see him get his ass kicked. <laughs> so he and the weird thing is like I've been following this fight randomly on TMZ because TMZ always covers it. And this was like a very last minute decision. We decided to go on Saturday morning. The fight was Sunday night. And um, so he challenges Floyd Mayweather, who's the best fighter of all time. And um, and basically, like we watched like six fights before the the big fight. And he looked better than the professional boxers, which was shocking. Shocking, And he's huge. He's like this huge guy. And Floyd Mayweather, I think is only like 150 pounds, maybe like 145. He's like a little, little guy. And then what's his face? Whatever his name is. He's like over like 210 and just jacked. So anyway, he comes out to the greatest showman. And, you know, if you guys know me, I get very excited about the greatest showman. And all of a sudden I hear, Boom, 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 you know that song yeah <laughs> and I just thought it was the best thing I've ever heard and I was just freaking out so anyway it was it was really cool I think Floyd Mayweather is gonna fight the little brother next and maybe we should all go next time
0: I know I mean I was weirdly invested in it too like I was like I because there was all this drama leading up but then he ends up winning and I mean crazy 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 Crazy.
1: shake we'll do a live so random podcast from the ring (laughs) (laughs) so anyway it was a blast but we are so excited because we have something a little bit different for you guys today this week we have our friend and assistant on the podcast her name is Sam she's absolutely amazing we've been working together for oh god I don't even know what is time in the pandemic, <laughs> the past few months. And she's so great. She helps us a lot with our graphics and is the brainchild behind all of the really fun, interactive social media content that you see on So Random Podcast Instagram. She also just started working at Stylecaster and is the social media editor and just got her first byline, right? At Stylecaster. Yes, I
2: did. Yes.
1: So welcome. We're so excited to have you.
2: Yes, I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. And I can't believe you guys asked me to be on the podcast. Ooh, so ready to talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what I really wanted to talk about is that I think you did such an interesting thing with the pandemic. Like we've ha- we've talked to so many people who are like, I can't do anything. Like, I can't apply to jobs. Nobody's hiring. And instead of sort of like thinking that way, you were like, I'll do whatever. Let me just use this time to somehow get ahead, build my resume. That's how we started working together. And I think it's, you come, you have such a great perspective because instead of using the pandemic or like any, any adversity for that matter, as an excuse to not do something like you totally did the opposite. And I think that's so admirable. So I think that our audience can learn a lot from you and just how you've sort of like gotten to your, your dream job, girl. <laughs> it's
2: true. Um, well, no, thank love, you. That I'd was love so for flattering. you to dive in and just
1: give us like your background, like give us your resume, but not, you know, everything. <laughs>
2: Yes, line by line, here we go. Um, No, well, that's so flattering. I appreciate that. Um, I think maybe sometimes it's an overly optimistic view of things, but I think, yeah, there's always stuff you can do. So um, I started, I graduated from the university at Buffalo, and when I was working there, I actually ended up in this job at American Campus Communities, and I ended up with them for four years. So I actually worked for them full-time, two years, and then, continued after college with them and kind of fell into it. It was marketing and operations. And I just kind of realized last March of 2020 that it was not what I wanted to do. And so I left not um, and moved from Boston to New York City and didn't really have a plan. And then the pandemic happened. So it was kind of, um, I was kind of forced to make an opportunity out of what we were handed last March. And so I started reaching out to people like you guys and all that kind of stuff um, in the fashion and lifestyle space, really in social media, kind of where I wanted to work and then writing for as many outlets as I possibly could, whether it was just, you know, a one-off and those sorts of things. And eventually it led me to, um, you know, what we've been doing for the last few months, which has turned into so much more than I could have ever imagined and working at Stylecaster now. So that's kind of the quick summation of um, where I've been over the last few years.
0: I love that. Well, thank you for giving us the background. Um, So I think it's really interesting because you knew that you always wanted to get into fashion, but not having that experience. How were you kind of able to like position yourself when reaching out to people? Because I feel like we get this question a lot from people, um, you know, graduates that are trying to get into the space, but might not have that past experience.
2: Yeah, so I think that's, um, that was definitely a big obstacle at first. And I think, you know, after I fell into my other job, it was something that I was like, oh, great. Now I have all this experience and it's not in what I want to do. So I think my biggest recommendation is for people to look kind of at their soft skills, like going from operations to, you know, social media doesn't necessarily fall hand in hand, but I know that I work hard and, you know, that I work very independently and that I've managed all these different tasks. So I think kind of taking those more soft skills that you use to formulate these hard skills in marketing operations wherever you're at right now has been what has helped me more than anything and I think just offering to do all those things like when I reached out to you guys I was like I mean if you need help with budgeting I'll do it just so I can get a project in like graphic design and those sorts of things and being like I can help in these places that I already know if you need that help but this is where I want to go And kind of positioning it in that sense so that you are given that opportunity to expand.
1: I think that's such a great answer, especially because, you know, Courtney and I take a lot of calls with people in our community who who say, oh, well, I I think I want to do what you guys do or, you know, something along those lines. But it's it's almost sometimes hard to they, they don't really have an end goal in mind and and mm-hmm. I really didn't when I first started in this industry I didn't know what the end goal was and I think your end goal can change like every year basically yes. but as long <laughs> as you have somewhere where you're going at that point you can kind of like build up to figure out how to get there like you knew you wanted to somehow work in fashion so you reached out to some fashion bloggers who thought could could use your help and I think the really great thing that when you reached out to us you were like, look, I have these skills and these are the skills that I can bring to you guys. These are the skills that you guys might not have, but I know I have them and I can fill a void because I think sometimes when people reach out, they're like, hey, I want to learn X, Y, and Z from you as opposed to being like, no, I want to use my skill set to help you, which I think is a really good way to sort of like change the, the narrative when reaching out to somebody as opposed to like taking, giving as opposed to taking. Does that make yeah, sense?
2: Yeah, I totally agree. No, I com- that was like my biggest thing was just, I was like, if I can offer as much as possible and be like, hey, I'm here for you, whatever you need, then I can go into and be like, hey, I did all these cool things for you. Will you let me do this? Or like, will you help me a little bit with this? And so I completely agree. I think you need to offer something up to the table. Everybody's busy. Everybody has things on their plate. So
1: yeah, like you going to the Logan Paul fight <laughs> in Miami. <Yes. laughs> Very busy with that. Thank you. Very busy over here. <laughs> So tell us a little bit, like, what was your journey to getting to Stylecaster? For those of you guys who don't know, Stylecaster is an amazing, like, online destination for millennial women. They talk a lot about fashion, celebrity news, and boasts over 200,000 Instagram followers. So, like, tell us about that interview process. When did you first email them, reach out to them? Like, walk us through that.
2: Yeah. First off, you explained it so well. I'm going to have to hang on to that because sometimes I don't even know how to explain it, but that was perfect.
1: Um, If my mom was listening (laughs) to this, she'd be like, what, what, what is a (laughs) stylecaster? Yes. I I don't know why my mom just just had an accent.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I just sit down with my dad the other day and I'd be like, I was like, this is it. And I was like, I don't think I know. But um, yeah, that was perfect. So, um, interview process was so my first thing that i recommend to everybody and that i think really helped me start to find opportunities was following and getting in touch with as many people in the industry or the places that i wanted to work even if we weren't like chatting or emailing i actually found out about the position because the one of the other editors posted it so that was how i found out about it and like i didn't have any communication with her but i just it never would have been on my radar if i didn't see it there so it started there and it actually was a traditional interview process. I submitted my application and my cover letter, um got a call a few days later and talked with our deputy editor. Um that was just a very casual call. They were just kind of screening clients, making or applicants making sure that we were, you know, normal and you know could hold a conversation and then I think the biggest thing in the interview process was they submit an they have everybody do an edit test and so those are always different but this one was basically going through like every part of their social media and you know what would you post you know what would your plan be what do you think needs help and for anybody that is basically doing like a
1: competitive analysis for for them, yes Huh. exactly
2: yeah and basically showing that like you understand their brand right. you can bring something to the table and so for anybody who is applying like in the most traditional sense and might have an edit test do as much as possible with that like mine ended up like seven pages it was super long and so wow. i think that was really kind of what sealed the deal they had like an extra thing on there that was like oh make a tick tock and so as a bonus and i was like gonna make some tick tocks i guess and so yeah. So that was the majority of the interview process. The rest was like really conversational and all that kind of stuff. But that was the biggest thing that like their, um, VP of, um, talent and stuff was like, Oh, that pushed you over the edge. Cause I just poured everything into that.
1: Wow. Uh, that's really interesting. And I just wanted to say mm-hmm. quickly, because when I was doing interviewing for a people at small girls, there is usually a homework assignment, no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. And I always saw glass door reviews being like, they made me do this homework assignment. And I think they just wanted free work out of me. And I'm like, no, you guys, every, everybody has (laughs) these things. So it's good to know that like publications and stuff are doing things like that too. And it's, I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. show that you're like competent and obviously know what you are getting yourself into. exactly.
2: That's definitely not free work. Um, they're not fun to go through afterwards. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so it's definitely not free work or anything like that, but it's a really good opportunity to, if you don't have a lot on your resume to show that I am absolutely so capable and like, I will, I'll be the one that should get the job.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. awesome. oh, she is. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I would, like if I was a college graduate right now, what you're doing would be kind of my dream job. Yeah. But that is so- <laughs> cool position. So can you kind of walk us through a day in your life of being a social media editor editor for a large online publication?
2: Yes. Um, it's, it's very cool. It's actually weird too, because it has not been a job for very long. So even like when I first started college, I wouldn't have known this was out there. Um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, big thing right now. So, um, It's a little bit different every day. Obviously, managing our social platforms is the number one thing, Um, you know, getting all of our posts and, you know, all of our written articles out to Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, all the big stuff. Um, But there's a lot of other little things that come up day in and day out and aren't necessarily everyday things but that are super interesting that I didn't always know came with it so um I always push out our newsletters so those are another daily thing but other than that it's a lot of interviewing so um whether it's jumping on with we just did a little interview with some of the people from high school musical the musical and the series those are super cute we did one with um I did one with Cynthia Bailey, which was really intimidating. That's um, oh fun. Well, yeah. So that was a lot of fun, but I was also terrified.
1: Wait, what did she say? <laughs> what were you interviewing her about?
2: So I, it was it was pretty quick, but it was just an interview about her new. um She does like a collaboration with Seagram's, and so it was kind of going in on that and her drink of choice and all that good stuff and little tidbits of the drama from the show.
1: <laughs> One time I met her at a gifting suite. I was like 21 years old, and I mm-hmm. was like gifting suites, free things everywhere. But I was the publicist, so I couldn't take anything, unfortunately. And she walked in, and I was like completely starstruck. Like I had seen Leonardo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio the weekend before and then Cynthia Bailey walked in the door and I it's like I've never, it's like I saw a fucking ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty she much. She has <laughs> like a, she's a very large presence, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah she seems she kind does. of meek
1: and mild on the show. And then like she just has this incredible presence and I was kind of blown away a little <laughs> bit.
2: She does. I could have probably listened to her talk like all day. At the end, we were like drifting off the um, like interview questions. And she was talking about like getting to see her mom for the first time, like after the pandemic and stuff. And I was like, are we friends now? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, You're going to
1: get her on this podcast next weekend, right?
2: Next week. I will shoot her a DM (laughs) right now. (laughs) She'll be so pleased with me. Uh, um, but so there's lots of fun stuff that comes along like that. And then uh, lots of testing products. We have some beauty awards coming up. So I'll be using lots of like beauty products and like those sorts of random things, whether it's for TikTok videos or whatnot. Um, I will say I like that the best about my job because there's beauty and then there's fashion and entertainment. Yeah. I get to see a little bit of everything, which is um really fun always. And then other than that, there's a lot of creating content and events are starting to come up, which is super fun. Um, So I haven't really done a ton of those yet, but they are on the horizon, which I'm excited to do.
1: So do you build content calendars for Stylecaster? Like, how does that work? Kind of like break down the social portion of it, because obviously there's so much that goes into social media that people don't understand. They're like, oh, you're a social media editor. Like, that sounds cool. You post on Instagram sometimes. (laughs) for those who don't know, there's so much that goes into it from, from ideating, like, do you have to pitch Stylecaster on what's actually going to be posted? And then once it's pitched, then do you go through content creation, like sort of break it down if you can?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think Stylecaster possibly probably works a little bit different than some other publications or larger outlets, just in the sense that like, even though we do have such a big audience, we also are a pretty small team. Every editor is kind of runs their own, um, runs their own platform. So That's when awesome. it came to social, it's like, it's all me. They were, you know, they handed over the keys and we're like, go for it. That's and on my first day, I was like, is there like a content calendar? Like, how does this work? They're like, just get out there. We'll let you know if you do something wrong. You're like,
1: are you sure you want me to
2: do? Yes. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't give you my password. Should you give me yours?
1: You're like you can't have the keys to my thousand, but I can have your keys to your two yeah. hundred. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: That's um,
2: yeah. So they, which is amazing. So it's, it was a little bit intimidating at first, but it's very fun because I feel like I have a lot of freedom to do what I want. So, I would say with what we do, it's very hard to plan ahead because a lot of it is celebrity news and what is relevant at the time and what our editors are writing about. So I can definitely plan in advance with some of the pieces that they write or holidays or birthdays or those sorts of things that we know are coming up. Um, But a lot of it is very spur of the moment. So a lot of it takes um, like you have to be involved. You have to be on social media really regularly and kind of, you know, knowing where to look and scrolling through and if all these other platforms are talking about it why aren't we involved in the conversation those sorts of things um yeah but a lot of um seeking out pictures and i think there's a difference too between like what i do as a social media editor versus a manager so it's not just manager would kind of push out posts versus kind of what i'm doing there is getting all the photos creating some of the graphics or requesting them um and ideating them from our graphic designer um writing all of the copy for them and you know deciding what stories are going to do better on social media and figuring out kind of where to go in that sense so it's a lot it's very strategic I would say in a big sense um especially on Instagram Instagram is a total pain because people are it is really hard to grow and do well on Instagram right now so it's yeah. Very strategic. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would imagine that. And also it's like I saw your Cheetos post um yesterday <laughs> about the, the bachelorette dress and I was yes. I was like, I really hope that was your brainchild. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know I can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> it's I know. too funny. The dress that Katie was wearing last night. I, mm-hmm. mean, I hated it. I was so confused.
2: I know. Who hates her? Because that was just rude.
0: But every decision that they've made for her styling wise has been terrible. So bad. It's all bad. So I think you guys were right on the money. Because especially what you're (laughs) saying about other people talking about it. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. everybody was talking about how terrible. It's like on TikTok too. They've like found the stylist and called her out. And been like, why are you doing this to this poor girl?
1: Do you think it's the show stylist or she picks a stylist? No,
0: it's the show has a stylist. So they use every season and um, everybody's like, why are you doing this girl so dirty?
1: Maybe she was mean to the stylist. so The stylist is like, watch it, bitch.
0: It, <laughs> it very well could have been. I mean, her makeup looked beautiful and she looked gorgeous. It was just the dress.
1: Yeah, it's so bad. I mean, I didn't even watch the show, and I saw it everywhere. And then all I think is hot Cheeto, hot Cheeto, hot Cheeto. And then somebody else said she had a 1980s hairstyle, and I was like, "Nah, they're not wrong." (laughs) That's fair. It's fair. Oh God. So, okay. I've always wanted to know, especially in being social media, like I did social media for a little bit for brands and I always got so freaking nervous before I posted something. So it's like, shit, what if like this copy is wrong? Or what if I like break something like a like celebrity news piece or something like that? And there there's so many elements because so much of it is live. And like, you're saying there isn't as much review as one might think, Is there anything like any celebrity news that you've ever been nervous to break or like events that you've been excited to cover or really nervous to cover? Like, obviously, when when you're doing social media for a publication, you have to do a lot of red carpet events. And those are on Sunday nights at like 8 p.m. Like, are there just things that like you find nerve wracking that because it's such a live platform
2: Yes, and no. So I think I've got over the celebrity part of it pretty quickly, I think, because I, everybody's always talking about them. So I have just found it's better to be a part of the conversation and get out there as soon as possible than to, you know, be too scared to get something out there. So in that sense, I would say, I've gotten over that pretty quick. Some of the stuff I've been more nervous to post actually most recently was with like our pride issues. So we just released a pride issue and it has like all these personal essays in it and that sort of stuff. And so those have actually been some of the posts I've been most nervous to push out just because we have all these amazing personal essays from people who are part of the LGBT plus community. And you just never want them to like get hate on especially Facebook and that sort of thing. And so, those have actually been some of the things I've been a little bit more nervous to post um, just because they're individual people. They're not celebrities. It's, you know, not quite as fair so game, I would personal. say. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we did have to cover <clears throat> really the only big event we've done so far has been um, the Oscars. And that was a scary night because that's was. <laughs> um yeah it's at like 8 p.m everybody is just doing their own thing so like we're exchanging information like on slack and all that kind of stuff but my boss was like this is like your own news platform like ignore our stories and like just get out stuff as quick as possible and I was like okay I was like where do I get pictures (laughs) like you know um
1: (laughs) should I take mirror pics or mirror pics and just post those (laughs) (laughs) pretty much
2: um and so it ended up being much easier than I expected. Like everything's on Twitter. Twitter is so quick with stuff. So you can pull stuff yeah. off of there. Um, and we have access to, you know, other platforms like AP newsroom and all that good stuff. Um, so ended up going much better than I thought, but I was very scared for that night. Cause I was like how people are so quick that I just ha- have no idea how to even keep up. I was like, nobody in my family talked to me. I'm not here. I turn on the TV. <laughs>
1: um, um, but it all went off. So it was good. <laughs> really good. I- so I need eight cups of coffee. <laughs> it's Sunday night yeah. at 10 p.m. <laughs> like this, it, this is totally normal. Are there like certain accounts that you follow that like you get a lot of inspiration from? Whether it's for like working with our platform or working with Stylecaster, like are there specific things that you like to look at and like really resonates with you? Interesting.
2: That's a good question. Um, I think Sorry, there sometimes are, I like I to use... throw some
1: curveballs. I know
2: tricky, <laughs> tricky. Um, <laughs> I, there are, I think there's a lot of brands that do a really good job with like branding in general. Like they just have such, like, I think Cosmo is a really great one. Mm -hmm. They are so distinctive. Anytime I see anything from them, like, you know, it's them. And so I think they do a really good job in kind of creating original content, but also reposting and those sorts of things. um, And with fun stuff, that's also very relevant to what they do. Um, Refinery. Refinery29 is another one who does a really good job. So I would say in terms of like original content, they tend to be some of the ones that I follow the most yeah. and kind of get take inspo from them and figure out what they're doing. Oh, and then Serena Kerrigan actually is another really good one with her um LFD show. They come up with some good stuff. She just had a post yeah. on there that was like, I don't know if you guys follow her. Do you mm-hmm. um okay. She posted something and it was a like one of those little like charts that's like, yes, no, like, should you text your ex? But she yeah. did it like sliding on Instagram. And I was, so you have to scroll through like the 10 posts huh. and I was like a, on a carousel and it took you all the way to the her end answer. And I was like, genius. she's so figured
1: out the system. She gets, Mm -hmm. she gets it and talk about somebody who utilized the pandemic to put themselves ahead. So she used to be a video editor at refinery 29. And she talks about like all the time I was basically underpaid, like blah, 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 blah. And then (laughs) the pandemic hit and she's like, fuck, I don't have a job anymore. (laughs) And then like launched this dating show. And it's absolutely amazing. But somebody was like, nobody knows how to push a product like. Serena Kerrigan, like that girl understands how to market, how to market a box that nobody knows what's in it. Like
2: what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, it's the most mind blowing thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And, but yeah, she's got it figured out. That's probably why Refinery29 is so good at a regular <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> She is to work there.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. Like we're just talking about with strategy, like there's so much strategy that goes behind this. And because we consume so much content, like we don't even, if you're not looking at it with like a social media eye, you're not even understanding what you're doing. Like, oh, it's a carousel post. Obviously that's really good for her page and her algorithm. Like she's already thinking through all of that, but makes it look like very effortless. So... Cheers to you. Maybe we'll get you on the podcast one day.
2: (laughs) You should.
1: (laughs) Um, So obviously you have this full-time role and then you're also working with us. How do you sort of like balance that? And like, do you have any organizational tips that you can share?
2: Um, Yes. I mean, I definitely think I'm still figuring it out all the time. I think, especially as life changes and especially right now with things being like kind of back to real life, it's been very weird to adjust back to doing things and not just sitting home and being like I can work all the time (laughs) because there's nothing to do um so I would say I everybody's always like time management but honestly my number one tip for like organizing and like making sure you're on top of things is just to like do things you like to do as well because I think at least I found for me like I can time manage and schedule out all I want but if it's not things that I actually want to do and want to participate in you know it's probably only going to last so long. So I think kind of starting there has helped a lot. But then other than that, I think just getting on a schedule and like, you know, making sure I know that these days are going to be, you know, for Stylecaster, and then I'm going to sit down with a bulk of time on Monday nights and get everything together for the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And really setting aside specific time that I know when it's happening so that I can plan the rest of life around everything else that works out really well and yeah. understanding your schedule. Like I know uh, at Stylecaster, my busiest days are Fridays, which is like a total total pain in the butt, but yeah. anything I can do to get ahead of that in the week is super helpful. So, you know, really strategizing your time. And then I also have separate everything. So like I have a million like little notebooks <laughs> that I use and just kind of separate everything out so that it feels like I like fully switch out my desk when I move over to the podcast. Like, really? so I just like take all my things and switch them out. And like, I just feel like I get in a little bit of a different headset huh. and sit down and I'm like, this is what I'm doing now. So it's a little bit less distracting. I can focus better. And yeah, I was like, I that so could have me.
1: So you're like, yeah. so you're super affected by space. So it's like, instead of going to the, your next office, you're like, okay, let me, let me take <laughs> yeah. all the notebooks off from Stylecaster and put my podcast notebook on. Or, whatever Pretty you're much. doing. I don't know. You're lifting up notebooks and they kind of want that. Hashtag affiliate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think I found that that helps um, more than anything because then you're not getting distracted by like all the little things and whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That yeah. Makes sense. Um, so, what would you say your advice to people who want to get into social media or pivot from one career to the next?
2: So I'm going to try to sum this up because I feel like I have so many things to say
0: about oh, nice. advice
2: and like just little tips. Um, but I think for one, so for uh, one of the best things I've ever heard and Lucy Fink, who might actually also might have been Refinery29. Mm-hmm. Wow, they're trying um, out
1: some good ones.
2: <laughs> they really are. Um, she said this once and she was like, when she got her last job, she or her like big brink or whatever you want to call it, it was because she was already doing it. And so they brought her in and they were like, I already know you can do this stuff. Mm. And like, she was doing stuff that it wasn't her role, but it's what she wanted to do. So I think like the biggest thing is just get started. Like it doesn't matter if you don't have anywhere to put it other than a website under your name. You know what I mean? But like, just do the things that you want to do and get started, Um, whether that's writing, whether that's creating content, whether it's podcasting, whatever it is, just do it. Cause then when you do get an opportunity, hopefully you can show people that like, Hey, not only am I like passionate about it, but like, I know what I'm talking about. I can yeah. do it. So I think that's a big thing. And then listening, I'm big on podcasts and books and all that stuff. And all those little reminders that like those pe- people have pivoted in the past. I think it's hard when you kind of get in your stuck in your own head and you just are only, um, only see the successful things on social media and those sorts of things. Um, So I think listening to people's stories and remembering that they started from a place that was not where they're at right now is super helpful and learning from their mistakes. So you don't have to make that. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. And then (laughs) that's right. It's coming (laughs) shortly. (laughs) Um, And then some of the other best advice too I've gotten has been um, no kind of I mean, you kind of mentioned it earlier a little bit, but like know your relative end goal, I think, mm-hmm. like at least kind of know what direction that you want to be going in. Like when I started really pursuing my job now, I knew that at the, I knew I wanted to be an editor, not exactly sure what, but I also knew I wanted to be in women's media. So I did everything I could to position myself in a way that made sense to work for a young millennial woman's media brand and understand that, you know, I got them, I could engage with their community. I know what people are talking about you and those are sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so I think just anything you can do to really position yourself and further yourself in that sense, um, and then, yeah. And then other than that, just ask, ask. People don't ask enough for like opportunities or like conversations or anything. And I just really think you miss a lot of the opportunities that you don't take or ask for. Like they're probably not just gonna find you, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and so the more feelers you can put out and connections you can make, even if they're just, DMing with some people like now you have a few connections people who you want to grab coffee with and it's not necessarily a career thing but you just know more people so ask and be friendly and be good to work with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And also it's like, I think the evolution of the coffee date from because of the pandemic has changed like, you don't have to now, if you don't want to. Especially when I was in LA and go on coffee dates all the time, that's basically three hours out of your day. You have to drive there, which could be an hour. It's an hour coffee, mm-hmm. and then it's an hour drive home. Like that's a long time. We're all so used to now interacting with each other on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is crazy that we do the podcast on Zoom. We've never done it any differently, like been in person, which is so wild. But like now you can say, hey, maybe you're in New York and I'm in LA, but like let's still have a coffee over Zoom or, or whatever. Courtney and I would have like, um, cocktails with girl with PR girls over zoom. And I think it makes it a lot easier than the old fashioned like coffee date. Now you can do a 30 minute zoom, bang, bang, boom, and you've got a job and you've got a job.
2: <laughs> exactly. No, I completely agree. And I think just like, again, even if it's like surface level at that point, then you just know people, you can ask questions and, you know, make connections and whatever it might be. So totally yeah. agree. Take them if you can.
1: So do you, what are, after this, like, what are your larger career goals and aspirations? We know that you want to, you know, move to New York full time and (laughs) like, obviously you just started with Stylecaster, but what's, what's, what's your end goal if you, if you have one?
2: Yeah. So I feel like sometimes I don't know exactly what that is. I think it changes a lot right now. I think if, you know, I continue doing what i'm doing i think it'd be very cool to be a creative director someday i think that kind of covers a lot of what i do now but in a more broad sense and really kind of get to direct a brand in that form so i would love to do something like that but kind of i guess more pers- i guess my long term goals are probably more personal because i think our, this industry changes so much that like i don't know what's coming next sometimes um, but I would love to publish a book one day, so I don't know what that's going to be, but I would oh, love to do that. Oh. And then I'd love to do a podcast one day, probably just because I like to hear myself talk. But <laughs> like, oh, you're great. Um, but that you sound so good.
1: Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Hey, I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> so am I, but I haven't stopped since but I got back from day. Miami. That was a sunburn <laughs> joke, people.
2: <laughs> got them. <laughs> um but yeah so those are two things like I definitely would like to cross off my list before I disappear into the abyss <laughs> a book wow. and a podcast <laughs> that was,
1: that was depressing Courtney should, yeah. we, should we write a book yes what would it be about
0: I have no idea but we can we should write one
1: okay should we offline after this Yes. Yeah. Yeah. okay great, <laughs> great
2: you should write a book you guys should write a cocktail recipe book and I stand okay. firmly on that
1: there we go. There we go. But we can't because um, Courtney's celebrity crush is Tom Sandoval and we don't want to be a direct competitor okay. with his book. We can't. We can't.
2: be Fine. <laughs> you can collab. You can collab. Oh, yeah. You are willing to work with him.
1: Yeah. fine. We'll be his next ghostwriter. His next ghostwriters. That makes
2: a lot of sense. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you quickly mentioned um, you listen to a lot of podcasts. Are there specific podcasts that you can share with listeners that are more career focused or entrepreneurial or women co-founders or whatever
2: i can i didn't know if i should plug them because don't listen to anything other than so right
1: because this is a very informational podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're like more about bravo no (laughs) (laughs) um okay so i actually so i don't listen to a ton i would say as of late but one i have just most consistently stuck with and probably was like the one that convinced me to quit my job way back when um second life pod by hillary kerr who she is also um what is she she's like the editor and she i don't know if she's the editor and she but she works at um who what where and so she has started this podcast and it is just the most informative best podcast i think ever in terms of career, it's all women. So and it's people who have pivoted in their careers. So they did something completely different. And now they have this whole new thing. So it's a lot of entrepreneurs, but it's people all across every industry. And she just talks to them and lets them talk about how they shifted, why they shifted all the mistakes they made along the way their advice. And it is So I think insightful and inspiring. Like I think it just really shows you that like all these people that are so successful now did not start where they are at at all. So that's my biggest recommendation.
1: Wow, I'm gonna go listen to that. I actually did hear her Mm -hmm. do an interview. I think with Skinny Confidential because you guys know that's my holy grail of a podcast. But she did an interview, and it is really interesting. I think she might have even started in like finance or something, and then shifted to being like you mentioned, the founder of Who What Where, Mm -hmm. and um. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's awesome. I actually DM'd her a little while ago. Courtney, I don't know if you saw this. Sometimes I like randomly DM people, like these really long, intense DMs. And then I'm like, I wonder what Courtney's going to think when she sees these DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
2: Wait that's nice. my DMs.
0: They're
1: really nice. I mean, they are I nice.
0: majority of the time they respond and they're like, thank you so much for taking the time, you know, to like let me know your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Well, I usually write it in my notes app and then I'm like, should I send this? And then I put it into Instagram, but yeah, they usually respond. I did last week, um, the founder of good American, the, with Khloe Kardashian, who was amazing. And she was so cool. She was on skinny confidentials podcast too, but I like to write out these, um, you know, these nice notes, maybe I should get a boyfriend because then I can Write them notes.
2: <laughs> this is so funny. I do the exact same thing. And have you ever like put it in your notes and then you try to put it on Instagram and it's like too long? Doesn't <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, uh, that actually hasn't happened to me yet? But if it does, I'll let you guys oh, know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sometimes it's like you're doing, yeah, that's too long. Sometimes I just think people need to hear it. Like there's so many mean things out in the world. Like I just, I'm like, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing amazing, sweet.
0: You need to send like. They just are going to make somebody's day and make
1: them happy. Especially if it's well thought out. Like, you know, that somebody took something away from say an interview. Like I always put very specific tidbits or quotes that they've said that are takeaways for me. And yeah, there's so much hate in the world. We just got to give a little positive light up in up in this bitch. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was so, so, so much fun. Do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Any tidbits? If you don't, that's okay too. I know Courtney's got to go pike, pa- pack for Iceland.
2: <laughs> okay. That just blew my mind. First off, I did not expect Iceland when you were like, ha guess where I'm going. <laughs> it's
0: so <laughs> like, random. It's so, okay, random. It's so <laughs> random.
2: Oh my goodness. Uh, um, I think First off, this is so fun. I just want to talk all day now. Um, <laughs> I think my last advice is just, or like the last thing I'd say is like, just do it. Like, I don't know, whatever you want to do, like, there's nothing that like makes me more sad than people being like, I really want to do this thing and like thinking they can't. So just do it, even if it's just for yourself and it's just fun. And if you think you can't do it, go put on The Greatest Showman because it'll pump you up and like <laughs> put on a good song that's like cheesy and do it because even if it's just for you it'll feel good to be able to do so i hope everybody accomplishes their dreams
0: it's like the next thing you know you're knocking out floyd mayweather yeah (laughs) exactly follow your
1: dreams yeah it all comes full circle circle. people well i feel inspired Mm -hmm. courtney feels inspired now you guys all feel inspired i know this was a little bit different today but i thought that was so fun thank you so much for doing this and if you don't mind, we'll put like all of your contact information in our show notes. So if anybody's yeah. listening to this and wants to reach out with any other questions, I put you on blast right now. You didn't know I was going to say that, so you're going to get some <laughs> DMs, and you'll be like, "Ah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> hit me up." It's okay. <laughs> I'm
1: always here. Well, that was so great. Thank you so much again. Um, what a week, Courtney. You gotta, you gotta go. Who knows what you're doing this weekend? I'm going to go
0: ride right to my at horses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be following along on Instagram stories. I'm so excited!
0: All right, well, make sure to tune in next week, and we can to chat with you guys more. Bye. 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 bye, bye.